Welcome into Ask Level Episode 5, powered by Double T 97.3, Double T Network, alongside Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. Level, have you, you come down yet? It was uh, quite a wild one on Saturday. Red Raiders take out the Longhorns. You've experienced, uh, you know, field rushing two of two of the last three weeks. Uh, you you uh, you came down. I, I know it was uh, really hot on the field and you know in the stands on on Saturday. But uh, how you doing today? Yeah, no, th- this weekend was awesome, man. Um, you know, I, I think. Uh, that that doesn't get old, man. There's just nobody more fun to beat than those guys. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think everybody in the town and fan base understands that and feels that. Um, and it's spilled over into other sports uh, too, as we, as we know, and and not just hoops, but baseball too. I mean, that's just. Sure. Uh, but it had been a while uh, since you've been able to do it uh, in football, especially in Lubbock. Uh, so. Uh, you hadn't beat them since uh, 2000, that Crabtree catch at home. So they right. won six straight. And yeah, and then there was, uh, you, you just kind of felt like as that game went along this past weekend that, you, you know, you were just a bit outmatched and just they have a little bit more margin for error and that their guys are a little bit bigger and faster. And that is almost always the case when you play those guys, which is why it's so much fun to beat them. But I just think you played harder than they did. I think you played a much better second half, and it was a it was pandemonium after that game. Yeah, and it, it's just that doesn't get old. But man, it, yeah, it was the circus down there. Um, I mean, yeah. So I, I and, and still days removed. You just kind of processing yep. um, what you saw. You know, I, I think um, well, we've talked about this ad nauseum, sports talk, whatever for. For years now, level. Uh, I, that's what's been missing. There's there seems to be a gap with with Texas Tech football. Uh, you, you have some fun moments here or there, but people talk about the glory days, the good old days of the 2000s, and what Mike Leach. He, he didn't win a ton of games, but what he was able to do was get wins in front of your home crowd against teams you cared about beating, teams you severely wanted to beat their brains in, and that was that was Texas A&M and Texas. Didn't have a ton against Texas, but you had a few, and you beat A&M a lot. And that's that, that feeling of elation that comes with it, um, it, it's unmatched. It's unmatched, and that's what felt so good about Saturday, and especially the idea that it could be the, the last one there. It, it's, just, it's just amazing. So, oh, so yeah, much it- fun. In choice to piggyback on that, it's not just about who you beat, it's where you beat them. And I think that exactly. there, there's been too many stretches where you haven't won enough home games. Yep. Because that's where that's where your people are, that's where who is supporting, and <laughs> there just hadn't been enough fun times in that building uh in a, in, a, in a good long while. But you're three and oh at home this season, and you've got four more opportunities. Uh, to, to play home games there. The crowds have been great. The atmosphere has been great. And I think, uh, I mean, and you you look up, you're not playing again at home for another month, basically. I mean, you've, got, you've got back-to-back road trips, extremely difficult road trips, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, a bye week. But uh, I'm just, 
I was just glad I was there to see it in person and watch you kind of put it together uh, sure. over the weekend and, and figure out a way to win because this team in some spots is not very good. They're, they're I, I say that it's just a grind. Mm-hmm. You don't have a bunch of NFL folks all over the place, especially on the offensive side. There's not really a consistent playmaker. And I think you see at times the potential, but you also see the youth. Uh, you know, and, and display too, because it, it, right. you know, against Texas, it was a big catch from Trey Cleveland, uh, Baylor cup kind of coming out of the, out of the woodwork here to have a, have a monster game for you. Right. Huge plays. Um, you know, your running backs are kind of trade roles. It's Taj one week. And then, you know, versus Texas, it was mainly Sir Roderick. And so you're not real sure what you're going to get from those guys uh, week to week, but they're both like combined, giving you giving you what they've got. I thought Weston Wright uh, coming back helped big time, uh, but uh, you know Loic is a bit dinged up, and so he's kind of not been. But you know Miles Price is starting to emerge a little bit. Maybe he's uh, your one consistent playmaker, but he can't. You know he can't do <laughs> he can't do much more than he what he what he tried to give you uh, versus the Longhorns. That's for sure. But man, it's just. Yeah, it was just to feel good. And it wasn't perfect, and there's plenty of things you could take issue with. But, man, they just kept rolling those dice, man. And, like, I mean, rolling them again and again and again. It didn't matter where. And I'm, I'm like, it, it made my brain explode so many times because I even said it on the broadcast. You heard me. I'm like, guys, got to punt here, don't you? Got to punt it, yeah. right? And then, like, no, the offense stays out there. Uh, I mean, own it. Yeah, own end of the field, uh, at the tail end of the, you know, when when you're kind of fourth and goal and, you know, it just, and yeah, you just, you just going for it, going for it, going for it, going for it. And six of eight, you convert on fourth down. That's an unreal number. You hope you never have to attempt eight (laughs) fourth downs again, but, uh, goodness gracious, that was, that was a lot of fun because, it just felt like you're on pins and needles the whole game because you so many of those really, honestly, I went back and, and kind of just watched through the key plays last night because I couldn't come down. Uh, but anyway, level, it, it just seemed like um, every single one of those that you converted, if you don't end up getting it, you're probably not winning that football game. I mean, the, yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot it, of those came in yeah. such key moments or such – important spots on the field if you're if you're not converting a lot of those you, there's probably a good chance that you don't finish finish it out and win it i mean i i can't i can't disagree yeah. uh and we we just don't know what uh sure. what what it would have looked like uh but yeah i mean b- bottom line is foot was on the gas and some of this comes down to being down two possessions i think we've now established mm-hmm. And, you know, because you look at in back-to-back games, they've been down two possessions in the second half. We know how they're going to operate. Now, do you operate the same way if you're up two possessions? I don't know, because I think that alters it quite a bit. Yeah. Because I think they're looking at it from, okay, when we're we're down multiple, you know, multiple scores. Right. We're only getting so many possessions left. This is what it tells us to do. Now, does it tell you to do the same thing when you're up? I bet not. I bet not. I bet uh, you, you don't put your foot on the gas and you maybe you let Austin McNamara go to work or you, you bring out your field goal kicker, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that. But uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, but, but, you know, in the way that they did it, 
no one can accuse them of not going to try to win the game. I mean, sure. that that's the bottom line. This sure. was there was nothing fluky about it. I think the old mantra goes, "Hey, man, you got to go beat them. There, nobody's going to give it to you. You got to go earn it." And and Texas Tech certainly certainly did that, um, right? And and went and grabbed it, and and I hope it pays dividends for you because as Joey said after the game was over, I mean, it uh, you know beating Texas and all this stuff, but hey, we're one and zero in the Big Twelve. That's the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the the one stat that is just as you know maddening as anything for a Texas Tech fan is the the stat that you you haven't been, had a winning conference record uh, since two thousand nine. <laughs> that is a long, long time. Now there's been some shift in the conference landscape and all of that, and you don't have uh, divisions like you did at, at one point, but it's still. 2009 is the last time you had a winning conference record. So 1-0 start, huge. Uh, we'll dive into the next opponent in a little bit because they're you know pretty difficult in uh, a place that uh, I think also you have to look back to 2008 <laughs> since you've won there. So it's it's going to be a tough one. But speaking of that stat, you know I was chatting with my son Chris, my oldest, and he you know he's football age, loves loves football and. I'm like, yeah, the last time we, we beat Texas at home, I was thinking back, you you weren't even born yet. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I, it's just it's nuts that it's been that long. So that's that's why that win goes such a long way with this fan base. Um, and, and it's it's something that it you can't can't overlook. Um, but it's just we, we talked about it two weeks ago. It just feels like the we hear every new coach that comes through talk about culture and establishing their culture and all of that. But it feels a little different here because winning, winning these close games, that, that seems to be a cultural thing. Well, and even against NC State, the fact that that game was as close as it was, True. even though it was a 13-point game, it could have been a lot worse than that. I Absolutely. Mean, it says the same thing about, uh, to, to your point. But, you know, in, in, in every sport here – you know, at least in football and basketball, <laughs> you're going to have to have a level of there's a blue collar. We have to play really hard here. We got to squeeze what we can out of what we're what we've got. And, <laughs> and we have to play really, really hard. Right. And I think, you know, Chris was able to get that done in basketball. Marcus continued that. And I think uh, I think you see in Sonny Cumbie, you know, he he tapped sure. into that, and and I think Joey is taking that baton, and really that's the first and foremost thing I think as far as their program is all about. It's not scheme or analytics or recruiting. It's it's we're going to play hard, we're going to fight you, and I think that is playing out. And the fact that you're getting results is only going to help that because if you weren't getting the results it would be harder to keep preaching that and to just keep saying be patient folks it's going to happen but uh but they're getting results and they pulled off two home wins here yeah. that i mean you you could you could make the argument oh man you 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 could have easily could have, could have gone the other way but yeah and i think you can make the argument that those games in a lot of years in recent history are, are not going the right the direction. Yeah. yeah, they have so, gone the other way. So, but, and, and, and look at what you're, because it was kind of a tale of two halves uh, yesterday, you know, it was, or over the weekend, 
it, it was 24 to 14, but you only allowed seven completions to Hudson Card, I believe, in the second half total. Yeah. Uh, you, other than the one play up the sideline, you'd really, for the most part, bottled up Bijan Robinson, and he he coughs it up for the first time in his career. I believe that's right. That's crazy. Uh, in overtime, and Krishan Merriweather just made a play. And I know you heard my conversation with Joey McGuire after the game, and he says, you know, the night before the game, we had this. I, I basically just had this conversation with certain guys on this team, the older ones, the ones that are you know, responsible for carrying the the torch for being a playmaker kind of thing on both sides of the ball. And and he said, I fellas, it's time. You guys are gonna have to make some plays in the in these kinds of games if we're gonna win them. Yeah. Period. You know, and the whole big time players make big time plays and all that stuff. And it's like he almost kind of like challenged them or demanded it. And then, uh, as a matter of fact, and Krishan Merriweather is not a guy that says a whole lot. He's pretty quiet. Yeah. And for him to walk up to Joey McGuire in the locker room after it's all over and say, Coach, <laughs> big-time players make big-time right. plays. And I think Joey was like, see, this is all kind of coming together. It's all working. Sure. So, Yeah, it feels like that way. Obviously, there's a, a big – chunk of the season to go through we'll get to some questions and look ahead to kansas state in a moment but um i i can, can we just like pause the season and just finish <laughs> it and be, I think, if go, go just stop it we're in first place and you if you want to multiply the, the season uh <laughs> let's see three 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 and one uh through the the second third and the and the third third i, we, I think we'd take a nine and three record <laughs> anybody that i mean level uh, if I don't think you could ask a Red Raider fan before the season. Looking at this daunting stretch of schedule, and you still got a lot of tough ones coming up. But if you asked any Red Raider fan, "Hey, go three and one through this these first four games," would you take it? Like everybody, every single person is doing it. Maybe not Joey McGuire himself. He probably wants four and zero. Oh, but the, the fans, for sure. This this has uh, been a, about as good of a start as you could have asked for. Yeah, realistically, yeah, mm-hmm. I think realistically, that's the, yeah. that's the key. Yeah, I just you know because again, you, you you've got so many flaws on your team, and your roster is lopsided, and that all the age and experience is on the defensive side, and you're so young and inexperienced uh, on, and you're dinged up on the offensive. I mean, yeah, on the offensive sure. side, sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, you you were kind of worried back in August. There's a chance, man. One in three. You know, you know, two and two. You, you're not real sure if you start playing it out on paper, but right. This, the, the good sign is, is that that one. I think the Big Twelve is as deep and as um, challenging as we thought. I think maybe some of the teams have kind of shifted around a little bit on who may be you know really good or not. But but the 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 premise that this is going to be a really deep league and it's anybody's league to go win is is still there and very true. But I like the fact that you're figuring out a way to win close games because you're going to be in a lot of them. And if you can continue to, you know, hang in games and figure out ways to close them out, I mean, this this could, you know, you could go somewhere at some point this season. But because it, you're right, it does not get any easier. It is I – mean, there's there's a lot of depth and, and talent in this conference, and we even saw some things this past weekend that kind yeah. of make you go, whoa, okay. Uh-oh. I mean, yeah, because because a couple of teams went went on the road and won like Baylor did and mm. like uh, Kansas State did. 
you know, Kansas is continuing to, to figure out ways to win is almost ranked in the top 25. And so, you know, again, it, you know, and, and to, to really make a move in this league, you got to figure out a way to win now games away from home and you're going to get two big time opportunities uh, to do that in your next two games. But sure. I don't know, man, it was just, uh, it was fun to watch them put that together and just figure out a way against the Longhorns because, it uh, te- Texas is very good. I think I don't think they're great. I don't think they're ready to win the national championship or playoff team and all that. But they're still a handful. They've got NFL players and they are you know fast on defense. They're they're much better than they were last year. Uh, but you know they're three and eight. I think in their last eleven games. Yeah. You know is that's yeah. the reality dating back to last year. And so what 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 because now. Now you look at it based on what the Red Raiders did and what Kansas State did this past weekend between Oklahoma and Texas. One of those teams is, is going to have their second conference loss pretty darn early in the conference season. That's right. Which in some ways kind of, whoo, it really is an uphill battle after that. To, it, to, it can almost eliminate them from the Big 12 championship. Not, it, not it, completely. It can, come, it can come close. Yeah. Yeah. If, so that's, that's a big, big deal. Yeah, but they're, they're both going to go into there with one conference loss. and uh, But, you know, they, we're worried about the Red Raiders. And I just yep. – Joey summed it up well after the game. They have a high care factor. You know, they care about it. They, they <laughs> sure. care about each other sure. and play care enough about the fans to play really hard. And, and that goes a long way with, with these people out here and, and, and all that. And, again, it's, it hasn't been perfect. And – you're trying to squeeze water out of a rock in some ways, but you know, Hey man, it, it, it's working right now. So far. Um, one more thing to point out before we uh, leave the Longhorns, you mentioned basketball, baseball, you know, the last uh, six games all in 2022 against the big three, the big three sports, Texas Tech's five and one and one loss in baseball, won the series, swept it in basketball and now football. I mean, it, it you're, you're tapping into the what what Texas Tech fans want and love, and and man, that crowd level you got you got to experience it better than I did. But that was a as good of a crowd at Jones Stadium since. I'll let you fill yes. in the blank there. Well, yeah, it's been a long time, um, man. Choice, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know when the I mean it's it's probably been ten years, man. It may have been since '09. It may have been uh, in, in 2010. Yeah, you know. Um, I mean, you've had some individual games. Uh, the the Baker Pat Bowl was pretty pretty good, pretty electric. But still, just for a crowd to be there entire time. Well, I mean, early and steady. Early, yeah. I mean, and, all yeah. of that. I, I don't. I don't think you're wrong looking back a decade or more to yeah, cuz they were to have that kind of feeling a huge part of it. Yeah, no doubt. They were they were absolutely a huge part of it. They being all 60,000 of our our friends there. But yeah. y- you know, it, it, this is what you're capable of though when sure. you play clean football. Absolutely. Can't 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 understate that in in that you finally put a game together where you, you caused a few turnovers and then you didn't cough it up at all on your own. And, and you fumbled it twice when they were fortunate enough to get those back. Sure. But, uh, but you, you know, you had zero turnovers and this is what we all been kind of clamoring for. And, you know, turnovers are going to happen. The ball bounces funny and 
you know, it's a violent game and you get hit hard and, you know, all that, all that, but it's just, you could just tell that they, there was a conscious effort to try to take care of that aspect of the game. And I thought they did a really good job there with that. And that's really what put them in a position to, to beat Texas because you force one in a key spot. I mean, that first play in overtime, I'm like, he, he just fumbled. That ball's loose. Yeah. That ball's out. <laughs> and, and it's crazy. that's not a guy that, makes that mistake uh and i mean ever and, yeah. and he and he is as he is every bit as good as anybody has ever said that he is i mean Goodness he gracious, his yes. explosiveness his vision his anticipation all the things that come with being a, an exceptional back it's just like and you can't you've got to tackle his legs i mentioned that on the broadcast that's what they preached about if you try to go at his waist or try to go up high, it's, you're going to lose. You got to go, you got to go to his legs and you, you need more than one uh, teammate helping you typically, yeah. but he's, he's special, but yeah, I mean, Krishan just made a huge play yep. and uh, that's what allowed uh, our man, Trey Wolf uh, to, to, cause I mean, I'm thinking Trey Wolf got robbed. He comes here makes a clutch 45 yarder that I, I, we, we think is going to win the game. And then you give up, hmm. you give up a what was it, twenty-seven yard play on the same sideline as Harold and Crabtree and all this and that. And I'm thinking <laughs> this this can't be happening. No. And then they have a manageable kick of their own. And I think the te- the Auburn kid he makes a what a forty-five yarder, forty-eight yarder, forty-eight yeah. yarder, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, this isn't this isn't happening. But I then Mer- Merriweather just like stopped it before it ever started. And then you're it's, it's like, okay, yeah, I know life is good again. Oh man. <laughs> life is good. Sports, man. I'm Sports. telling you. If you script all that, that's why I, I, oh, I know that's reality TV. If you script all that, nobody believes it. Nobody nobody buys that script because it's like, yeah, it's too far fetched. That, that's not <laughs> that's not that, that would never really happen. And yet we get that almost on a, a weekly basis at some level in this sport. No doubt, no doubt. And, uh, you know, just to top it all off, it's been pretty fun the last couple of days seeing all the Longhorn tears <laughs> and the sky is falling in Austin and all that that sort of thing. One loss in, in Lubbock and C- Steve Sarkeesian squarely back on the hot seat, at least in most Longhorn fans' eyes. So it's it's not Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think he very much is. And imagine skip ahead. I mean, if they beat West Virginia and all that, that's fine. But, if, I mean, skip ahead and if Oklahoma wins oh, yeah. that game – yeah, I mean that's you know because there was a there was a odds sent out uh, about a week ago of coaches that are on the hot seat right, uh, right. That online and two of the fourteen listed in the college football space were from the Big Twelve and one was Neil Brown and the other one was Sarkeesian. wasn't and, Brown at the top of the list? Uh, he was, he was third, close, third, right? third, third at the top, but they okay. made, they pulled off a big win versus uh, Virginia Tech and. You know, you, you have Sarkeesian that did not he, – he, he dropped one, so he's probably going to remain on there. Neil will too until they get some traction going. Sure. But uh, anyway, it yeah, just crazy, man. It's crazy. It's a crazy sport, and uh, and and it's just, uh, yeah, fun to follow. But I'm glad the Red Raiders are kind of relevant and involved. And you know what? Keep rushing the field, people. I mean, I don't know what <laughs> – I don't know what else justifies it going forward. Maybe if you beat Oklahoma at the end. I don't know if beating – West Virginia or anything like that, but I'm just I'm I'm all about it. That don't so get fun. tired of doing it. I, I don't care if people make fun of you, you know that. It's been a while, you know. Yeah. Sorry, but uh, these fans have been starved, and it's good to see them having a good time and staying late and hopping the hopping the wall. Hundred percent. Yep. Hundred percent agree. Don't 
don't rain on someone's parade when they're having fun. It's, it's <laughs> silliness when for anybody that uh, gets on people for rushing the field. But yeah. yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy it for sure. All right, looking ahead towards Kansas State, then we'll get to a few uh, questions before we close it down. Uh, Purple Kitties, what are you seeing out of them so far? Because they go from two weeks ago losing on their home field to Tulane. That was a pretty shocking loss to the college world football landscape, but a pretty shocking win on Saturday night against Oklahoma. So what what should we make of Kansas State? Well, the the home loss to Tulane may end up being the best thing that could have happened to them. You know, I mean, and yeah. they, they, t- they typically mix in one of these, you know, every year it seems like where you just have a head scratcher and then they end up winning eight or nine games, at least under under Snyder and, and now Kleiman. But I tell you, you know, Deuce Vaughn's a handful. I think if, if he's, you know, he, he, he I don't know if he's the best because I think B. John Robinson may be the best back in the Big 12. But Deuce Vaughn's easily the second best if that's yeah. the case because he he's a I mean he's a nightmare tough smallest guy on the field but he's tough they throw it to him he he runs it you you know what's coming you can't do a lot about it but the scariest part about Kansas State was how well Adrian Martinez played against Oklahoma he carved them up and he did it with his legs he threw the ball all over the field yeah he looked he looked like a Heisman Trophy candidate if I'm being honest and absolutely against, did. Uh, yeah. and against an Oklahoma defense I think have been playing pretty good and it was it was the first time that you know you'd saw Oklahoma kind of you know carved up defensively uh in, in a while certainly under Brent Venables as the head coach but uh, yeah there'll be a there'll be a handful man um you know, and, and you have you're right. You haven't won up there very well. I mean, very in, in a long time. You haven't played well, is what I meant to say up there in a long time. And you've been in positions where you hung in the game, and then you just couldn't finish it because they're much like NC State mm-hmm. in that you got to go beat them, man. They just they're not going to make the mistakes via the turnover or penalty typically that they beat themselves. That's just not that's not Kansas State football. They're very technically sound and. They've got good players, and they kind of took the fight to Oklahoma over the weekend. So, be a tough, tough matchup. You're only a, a touchdown underdog, but you'll have to play. You have to play really well. So, with all that being said, you're about the same underdog that you were going into the Texas game this past weekend. It opened, except the difference was the line opened about four and a half or five against Tech, Tech and Texas. And now it's opening where this one this one finished. Um, what does Texas Tech have to do differently from what we saw in the first road game against NC State? Besides the obvious of, you know, don't give the ball away four times. What do we need to see differently uh, in the road game in a place that you haven't won in 14 years? Donovan has to continue to play smart. And I think if there's plays to be made, you know, whether it's a throw or a catch or things like that, I think you have to be able to make them. Um, I, I go back to that that first play from scrimmage against NC State when you have a chance to flip the field and put yourself in a chance to score on the first drive, and it's just that you don't make the play. And that what Donovan made a great throw. Cleveland Trey Cleveland just didn't make the catch. Uh, but there there's too many plays there that you know you're just not going to get that many chances. So if there's a play to be made, you better make it because you may not get another 
opportunity. But uh, you know, Kansas State, man. I mean, they're they're if Adrian Martinez plays that way consistently, yeah, they can win this league, man. They're 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 really they're if they stay healthy, they're that good on on either either side of the ball that they can they can make life very difficult for really whoever they're playing. If you can go win in Norman, you can go win anywhere. But the difference is level. Uh, you said the word consistently. That's been Martinez's problem in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to his Nebraska days, there were times where you'd see absolute flashes and he looked like one of the best players in the country. And then the next week he's, he's out there turning the ball over or, or pretty pedestrian. So uh, that'll be the key. Which version of Martinez do the Red Raiders see this coming weekend? Okay, let's get to a, a couple of questions. This one from Lynn. On uh, on the tweeter it says level. Can you explain the difference that you see on the sideline this year compared to last year with the team's ability to come from behind, fourteen down, and be tied up at the end of regulation? What do you see and feel that's different on the sideline? Well, it, it's there. There used to be a a level of uh, oh, here we go again. You yeah. could just see it, the body language and sure, the shoulders sure. drop and. And, you know, and, and maybe not everybody was doing that, but enough were. And you just because, you, you know, so much so many bad things would happen. But now they just kind of th- that you don't see any of that. And you, you don't you know, everybody still stays pretty positive And right. You know, and it's still upbeat and it's not I don't get the sense that it's fake or manufactured or anything like that. It's just kind of, you know, how because that's really Joey's biggest. um I, I think role with this team is that he's not specifically calling plays on either side of the ball. He's involved and in keeping everything up to date, trying to manage the clock and what, whatever else and, and helping facilitate whether we go forward or we're going to punt or whatever you're going to do. But right. he's just a constant ball of energy down there on the sideline. You know, that's just, uh, that's just, and I think it's infectious and I think kids have bought into it. But again, as, as I pointed out earlier in, in this show is that you're getting results now, which is much easier to keep preaching that message, because at some point, if you weren't getting that result, you wonder how long you can keep people going. But you're just kind of in a, in this season's infancy still, but you're getting results. And so now you've got that to draw from. And that's that's what's fun. No doubt. Um, here's another question. This one from David. David says, Level, I heard in the postgame interview with McGuire, he used a word that I haven't heard around here in a while. Depth. Can you speak to the depth that you see on this team? Yeah, I, I think they've got some depth on defense, not a ton, and I need to make that clear. I think they're mm-hmm. pretty deep up front right now. You just knock on wood that it stays that way. They're not super deep at linebacker. I think they're pretty deep in the secondary. I mean, and you know, Adrian Fry hadn't played in the last two weeks, yeah. and yet you, you've kind of – because he's been a mainstay back there, and you haven't really noticed a huge drop-off. Uh, offensively, though, that's where they're, you know, they've got a one-two punch at running back, you know, offensive line-wise. I don't know how much depth they really feel like they've got past mm-hmm. about six or seven guys. And then and then at receiver, you're not very deep either, um, you know. And so, uh, but but I, I think he feels pretty good about overall depth and maybe you never have enough depth that you're just like super comfortable. Uh, but yeah. it's, it's uh it, it's a deeper team that I think spills over into special teams than, than you're used to having because it's, uh, it, you know, yeah, you, you haven't had much drop off, even though guys have been dinged up because you're starting to get in the point of the season where guys are kind of playing 
hurt or if you guys missing games and all that stuff. But, you know, and don't, don't, don't think though that losing Bryce Ramirez wasn't a big deal. It was and and not having Adrian Fry or having Weston Wright, you know, against NC state and him being back. I mean, all, all those things, there's only so much that they feel super comfortable with, but uh, um, yeah, you're, 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 you're in a decent spot right now. You, you, you hope to be deeper, uh, but uh, you know, it, it just takes some time. Time for a couple more quick ones. Uh, Sneak a basketball question in here that uh, that Mark asks. He says, "Level is Bacho really all that the uh, coaches are speaking him up to be?" Well, he's played well. I think that you know you, you talk to anybody. I mean, you listen to Mark uh, Adams talk about it, and and he's really impressed mm-hmm. his coaches. But you don't ultimately know until the rubber meets the road when when it when you start playing games and all that. And now now Bacho is going to be in position to where he's going to get a lot of those minutes and see. It, it was one thing for Bacho to be kind of a fan favorite, and he he'd come in and get a dunk or a block shot, and it was a three to seven minute spurt, and then you wouldn't see him really anymore, and it was just kind of a you know. But now th- there's a huge difference between that. And then, okay, hey, young man, we need 15 to 20 from you every night, and you need to play well every night. That's different. He's very skilled. He's a willing willing learner. I mean, uh, he's very talented. I don't know if I want him shooting a ton of threes or whatever, but he can step out and shoot. shoot. Uh, and I think he's bought in defensively, and it's just uh, – it took him a while to pick up the system and the scheme and everything you're trying to do defensively. But he's clearly got the length and athleticism and and now I think understanding of what he's being asked to do. And I think he's improved his game on the offensive end too. But uh yeah, I think he he's got a chance. And uh last question we'll get in more of a leading question here, but says level, can we give Donovan Smith some love? <laughs> yeah, I mean and we can. I and I think I think Donovan will be the first one to tell you that he he didn't play very good versus NC State. He yeah. he just did not. And he had to re-earn his job, you know, leading up to that Texas game. But he played a really good game. And, you know, choice, I go back to that story that I mentioned on the broadcast and that, you know, Zach Kittley got a text from Cliff Kingsbury. and was like, this is Donnie's day, man. There comes a day with every quarterback where it just kind of clicks and they they put it together. And today's that day. I don't know if, if this was the day, but it sure looked pretty good to me. It sure looked pretty good to me. And he played clean football and, made some plays and put his team in a position to win. And, and I, yeah, sign me up for more of that, man. Yeah. If, if that's the version of Donovan Smith, you get every Saturday, you're going to be pretty well off for, yeah. for Texas tech football level. We are uh, out of time. It was fun and fast as always. And we'll, we'll do it again in a week. We'll, we'll talk to you then. Appreciate it. Keep hope alive. People, man. Enjoyed it. Uh, mm-hmm. Guns up from here, man. Absolutely. That's Chris level. I'm choice Woodman. Been tuned into the ask level podcast. Powered by Double T 97.3. You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast. Powered by Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to DoubleT 973.com.